Hello and welcome to episode number six of the J-Bear podcast, a very special edition of the podcast this week, as of course we are officially into the madness, March Madness that is, and uh, one of my favorite times of the year, and uh, a gentleman joining me today, I know one of his favorite times of the year as he puts on a whole challenge that I think half the state is a part of, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that there are, and that is Mr. Rob Connett, my co-worker. Rob, hello. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm good. I am good. Favorite time of the year, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I've I've been doing this bracket challenge uh, since I was in eighth grade uh, when I went to school up in northern Indiana, um, and it's something you know. It started out. Uh, my dad got me involved in. It. He's like, "Hey, fill this out. You know, maybe try to get some of your friends to do it." Um, and it's I've it's become a tradition that every year, friends from my high school and. Uh, you know, when I was at Ball State and now that I'm down here in Madison. So I've had a great mix, a great collection of people doing the, this bracket challenge, but it's always free. It's always for fun. Uh, something I, I just, I, I don't, I can't really explain why. I just love doing it. Love, well, I love doing it. Well, and to me, you know, filling out the brackets, to me, that's one of the best parts of March Madness is because I always remember the Monday, and I said this on my radio show this morning, was the Monday after, no, no matter whether I was in, elementary school high school or college the day the day after the selection show i always had a bracket out in class there was one class that day we're all like all right who do we got here and uh, we always had those teachers that are like put the damn brackets away yeah you know well yeah and 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 it goes from it goes from when we were in elementary school uh to put your brackets away nowadays it's put your phone away (laughs) put the tablet away you know you can't uh, you know, you're trying to sneak watching the games while you're in class. Uh, obviously, people at work are watching oh, on yeah. their computers. Oh, yeah. It's become a, a huge, huge thing, especially with technology over the last few years uh, of just how much has grown. You know, you have the NCAA March Madness app that you can download and watch all the games on your phone and your tablet. And uh, it's it's just grown every single year. It's awesome. It, it really has. And, you know, one thing I always loved, I know when I was at Hanover, what they would do in the CC, you've been in the CC at Hanover before, right? Yeah. Okay, so what they would do is they would have a big projector with a bunch of kind of white sheets set up, and they would have five or six different games playing at once oh, and, wow. and during the lunch periods, which was really, really cool. And one thing that they've done, because remember when you and I were growing up, they had them all on CBS, but it was you only saw the games depending on what area you lived yeah, in. Yeah. But now they have them on what is it? CBS, TNT, TBS, and, and True TV. Which is odd because before this, I didn't know what True TV was, and then I became a fan of it's, Impractical it's, Jokers. I was going to say it's basically the Impractical Jokers channel. Yeah, it's basically the only thing that's on True TV when mm-hmm. it's not March Madness time. And which is a great show, I must add. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, they just have done so many great things with the bracket, and I'm I'm always excited. We have a great, great field this year. There's no real clear cut favorite. That's something you and I have kind of talked about this year because you look at Virginia. They've been number one now for several weeks. They've only lost two games all season. They lost to. Uh, Virginia Tech, shockingly, at home back on college game day, and I forget who their first loss was to earlier this year. But not a lot of people are giving them a chance to win it all. I mean, you have some people that are, but a lot of people are not picking them to win it because they it's like they don't trust them or something. Well, and, I, and that's what I don't understand either is, yeah, it's not a popular pick because when it comes to March Madness and filling out a bracket, you're going to have Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, you know, those are your Kansas, those are your powerhouse 
basketball teams, and I don't know if that's why. Virginia's been good not just this year, but for a lot of years, for the last recent four years or so. Especially this year, they won the ACC in the regular season by four games. Oh, yeah, they weren't even challenged. Yeah, that hasn't been done in in a long time. And they weren't challenged in the tournament either. Right. When you think about Duke and and North Carolina, uh, yeah, Virginia just clobbered and dominated the ACC. So for good reason, uh, the the AP poll, the final AP poll came out earlier today. They're still unanimous number one. Mm -hmm. They're the overall number one of, of the tournament this year. So when you look at that, they should be the favorite to go all the way. And, yeah, like you said, for some reason, a lot of people are thinking, eh, I'll go with Villanova. <laughs> well, I have, for the record, I have Virginia in my championship game. Now we'll get to more of the details here in just a little bit. But to me, I think the one thing about Virginia that always scares people away is Virginia typically can't score. And defense has typically been their strong suit. And one thing I will agree with most people on, to win the NCAA tournament, you have to be able to score. But one thing you see Virginia do this year, you have a former Indiana Mr. Basketball, Kyle Guy, who has really stepped Mm -hmm. up. And they've become actually a pretty good shooting team. And they just know how to win. You look back to that Fear the man bun. (laughs) Although he cut the man bun, (laughs) though. That's the thing. Well, and the thing is, they know how to win. Look at what happened at Louisville. Now, whether... Virginia did anything to win that game, or Louisville just said, yeah, we don't feel like winning a conversation for another day. But they won regardless. Yeah. Yeah. You survive in advance is, you know, that's been the the theme in March. Um, But yeah, Virginia, and and like you said, they're, they're known for their defense. They've, they've gone, what is it now? They've um, allowed fewer than 70 points. Is it all every game this year? I think. I, I, yeah, like twenty-five games in a row or that, something like that. that that's where unreal. Where they've they've given up seventy or less, and and you look at the bracket. If if you get Virginia against Arizona, who also plays really good defense, you could have a you could have like a forty-five forty-four final score. Yeah. If those two teams meet up in the Sweet Sixteen, or so. or, or, in a, or in a case, and yeah, they're my favorite team, but a case like Kentucky. Kentucky has been playing very solid defense as well. They're very long. Yeah. So, really, the top part of that bracket, which is the South, those are three really stacked teams. And honestly, if I'm Virginia, I'm a little pissed off because you look down and say, "So let me get this straight." In the Sweet Sixteen, I might have to see Arizona or Kentucky, and yeah. we're the number one overall seed, right? Like, yeah, and and that might be a reason why people, like we were saying, people aren't picking Virginia to win the whole thing. That might be why, because you got Kentucky or Arizona uh, that they might face in the Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then also, I mean, let's say they make it to the Elite Eight, you could possibly be seeing uh, Cincinnati or or Tennessee, who's playing very good ball right yeah, now. Yeah, or, or who knows, Loyola of Chicago might be your Cinderella team well, of the year. I would like to point this out. I actually have Loyola Chicago. I have them upsetting Miami in the first round. Uh, because, yeah, yeah, I could absolutely see that. But because to me, and it's not that Jim Laranega isn't a good coach. I think Jim Laranega has done really a great job uh, down at Miami. He was great at George Mason, taking them to the Final Four, beating, of course, getting past UConn in the Elite Eight. But then you look at what he's done this year with Miami. I mean, because for a long time, a lot of people were wondering whether Miami would even get in or not. I was actually kind of surprised that they were a six seed. But when they got in, it kind of made me wonder. I'm like, uh, and then Loyola Chicago, that's a team this year – they really dominated their conference. They won their conference tournament. They've beaten Florida at Florida. They've beaten good teams this year. Yeah, and and that's the thing about about Loyola Chicago is, 
you know, putting them as an 11 seed because they play in a mid-major conference, uh, like I said, that can be a, a very, very scary situation if, if, you know, for Miami in the first round, Tennessee, you know, might face them in the round of 32. Um, That's what I Loyal, have. Yeah, Loyal Chicago, they can – they can really surprise uh, a lot of teams if they if they get hot. And if you look at their resume, if you look at Loyola of Chicago, first off, they're ranked 22nd in the RPI. Really? That goes, that goes that. to show how good they are. But uh, something that might surprise a lot of people, you know, uh, something that a lot of people have been, you know, when it comes to bracketology over the last few weeks is you hear about Quadrant 1, Quadrant 2, Quadrant three, quadrant four, which is new this year, because they they redefined what a Q one win or loss is. Q two, uh, and it, it basically puts more emphasis on road games. If you if you played a top seventy five team, on the road, yeah, and then it's fifty neutral and twenty five at home. Yeah, so it's more emphasis on on road games. So you look at Loyola Chicago, they've only have two quadrant one games played. One of them is against Florida, which at they, Florida. Which they won. And they won. Uh, the other one was uh, a loss against Boise State. And then they have Quadrant 2 is in their conference. They played Illinois State twice, beat them both times. And then the rest of their schedule is is Quadrant 3 and Quadrant 4. So you, a lot of people look at Loyola Shot, and that's one thing you got to look at is look at their schedule. Yeah, some people, if, if you're – kind of new to filling out a bracket you're like oh they're on 11 seed but they're 28 and 5 that's a really good record but then you actually look at their schedule they haven't really played anybody no that's not their fault though because they play in a in a mid-major conference but with what they do and and who they have on their team it could be a a a good cinderella team i i agree you know it's one of those teams that you know, one thing I think that's so fun about the about March Madness is almost every year you always have one of those mid-major teams that makes a run. Now, last year, I don't think that we really had any that had. I think last year might have been the first year yeah, we... you didn't really have a, a yeah. big, huge upset uh, last year. Yeah, I don't... I have to say, I don't really think there I was. Mean, yeah. It's South Carolina. Well, I mean, yeah. If you but, really want to call it that, yeah, they were... Uh, a seven seed, but they they still play in the SEC. Yeah, you know that made it, it was a surprise that they made the Final Four, but they weren't exactly a Cinderella team because usually when it when you think of Cinderella, you think of the mid major teams like George Mason, George Mason, uh, Wichita State when they were in the Missouri For- Valley Florida Conference, Go- Florida Gulf Coast, yeah, FGCU. Those are your Cinderella teams if if you think. But yeah, last year was like okay, South Carolina was a surprise, but. There weren't a lot of big, huge upsets. No, no, there really weren't. And, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, no upsets. But then you're like, all right, so teams are doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, the favorites are supposed to be winning. I mean, really, one of the bigger upsets I saw in the entire tournament was, I think, Michigan beat Louisville in the second round. Um, I think that was kind of an upset. I mean, because I think Michigan was ranked uh, in a seed like eight or nine or something. And, you know, you look at that kind of an upset but then this year there's i got a couple upsets like here's one i think will be an upset i actually have this team going to the sweet 16 and that is saint bonaventure who has to play a play-in game with ucl with uh no excuse me with yeah with ucla i have them beating of course ucla i then have them knocking off florida and then i have them beating texas tech 
So I have them kind of making a mini run to the Sweet 16 because St. Bonaventure is a team that got an as an at-large bid from sorry sorry from, uh, from a mid-major team, and I think when I look at that and I've seen this team play, I'm like, ooh, like this team could end up because Texas Tech kind of flustered down the stretch. Um, Florida is a team if they're not hitting shots, they're done. So is is it? Are you sure it's not just your Kentucky bias going against other <laughs> SEC teams? Well, Texas Tech is not an SEC team. That's true. But, 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 but when you mentioned Florida, well, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we're Florida. the SEC champions, first of all. So it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> but anyway, right? But I mean, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, St. Bonaventure could be another Cinderella team. Um, and and ever since they added to the play-in games, because when they when they increased the the bracket, it was just the 16 seeds were the play-in games. Mm. Now they have the last four teams in, uh, which tends to be Syracuse every single year for whatever reason. Yeah, they made a Final Four run from this position just two years right. ago. Yeah, ever since they added the 11 seeds uh, as play-in games too, mm. I, I'm pretty sure, I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure every single year a play-in team has won the next round, the round of 64 as well. And then they advance to the round of 32. So if, if you're filling out your bracket, you're looking at St. Bonaventure, UCLA, Arizona State, or Syracuse, one of those teams might win a play-in game, and then they might win a round of 64 game too. Well, remember VCU back in 2011. They won their play-in game and went all the way to the Final Four. Yeah. Not only beating Kansas in the Elite Eight, beat the living hell out of them. I mean, yeah. if you, well, I mean, you remember that game because I remember Dick Vitale said before the game, he said, I would be absolutely stunned and shocked if VCU was able to do anything against Kansas. And they came out and were just on fire and could not miss. And you could just tell Bill Self and Kansas were just so shell-shocked by the entire yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's, again, that's the beauty of, of March Madness. That's why they call it March Madness. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be there, there's gonna be one, two, maybe a f- handful of teams that, that surprise a lot of people. It happens every year, but this year for sure uh, we, we've seen it in the regular season of how crazy it's been and, and no team is really safe uh this this is going to be i cannot wait to see how this bracket turns out with all these games especially the first two rounds uh, I, oh thursday potential, and fr- thursday and friday is so much potential fun. for so many upsets this year well and let's start with uh one of our what my personal favorite team uk they have a they are a 512 matchup and they take on Davidson the Davidson Wildcats of course Davidson getting in on Sunday they were um uh the Atlantic 10 champions they got in and Notre Dame was bounced because yep. of Davidson stealing a bid because obviously Rhode Island got an at large bid yeah so and and Wichita State too yeah yeah, yeah I forgot about Wichita State and you look at uh, UK, so you look at you know UK, they're going to have to face Davidson. Not a gimme game by any means. Davidson has three guys that shoot over forty percent from three. I was talking to Dave Amon earlier. You know Kentucky has length, but let's say Kentucky, you know somehow manages to get past Davidson. You look at that, then they have to possibly go up against DeAndre Ayton, who I think is the best player in the country right now. Yeah, and the Arizona Wild Arizona Wildcats. My God, there's a lot of Wildcats there. <laughs> and there's, yeah, there's a lot of Wildcats. Kansas State Wildcats right above them. They play <laughs> Kansas State, Kentucky, and Davidson, and Arizona are all Wildcats, mm-hmm. and they're all in the same region. And then you have Cincinnati, who are the Bearcats, that yeah. are the that are the two yeah. seed. But so you look at that. So let's talk about UK 
and what you think they could do in this tournament because Davidson, I think, is a team that is very capable because one thing UK has struggled with this year is guarding the three. That's something Davidson is very good at. They used to have a pretty good three-point shooter on their team named Stefan, if you remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, you look at that, and then if they somehow manage to get past that, they then have to go up against Arizona. So what is your outlook for the Cats, the Kentucky Wildcats, for their tournament? Well, if you asked me, uh, what, in January when they had that four-game losing streak, Kentucky's barely making the tournament. I uh, agree. It, it was it, They did not look good, and they're not your classic Kentucky-dominant Wildcat team. You know, you're used to Coach Khaled, oh, yeah, they got four or five guys that, you know, are going to be one and done, and they're going to the NBA and next year. And they maybe year. have one this year. Maybe one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not your classic dominant Kentucky team that you're used to, and, and, and you saw that in the regular season when they had that four-game losing streak, but they've bounced back and, and they've looked strong. And, and that's one of the reasons why they won the SEC championship. If they play like they did in the SEC championship, granted they were shooting what 75% or something like that. in one of those games in, uh, in, in this, in the second half against uh, Alabama, which was the SEC semifinal, um, which a lot of people could possibly call an upset because Colin Sexton for the record is a stud. Yeah. Um, they shot 16 for 19 in the second half. That that that, that, that that is insane. And Wenyan Gabriel, who whom is kind of hit or miss, was seven for seven for yeah, three. Yeah, and if if they can play like it's it's hard to match something like that game for game for game, especially when you get in the NCAA tournament. But if mm-hmm. if they get hot like that, yeah, they could they could make a run. Uh, but it, it honestly depends on on which Kentucky team shows up. They've been playing great uh, lately. If they can continue that. Um, you know they can avoid that classic twelve over five upset, but yeah, running into Arizona that, that that's well, going to be tough. What what a what a round of thirty two matchup. I'm going to say the this. Wildcats will win. Uh, okay, yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's go there. Well, even if Davidson would win, the Wildcats will still win. Yeah. Um, but let's look at that for a minute because when I saw the bracket came out, I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Like they're they're they they put you know UK with Arizona as a UK fan, but on the other side, I guarantee Arizona fans are like. Really, UK? Really, you couldn't give us any better than that? Yeah, I mean, well, even and even Virginia is probably thinking we're the overall number one seed, and you give us Arizona and Kentucky that we might have to face in a couple of rounds for real. Thanks. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. Yeah, uh, how how they place that in the bracket? Um, I have UK going to the Sweet Sixteen, but then I UK has become a very good defensive team. But UK, that's their problem is the inconsistency because they have games where they looked really good. They won. They've won now seven of their last eight, and the one hiccup was against at Florida when they just looked terrible. Yeah. And then also the question is, what's Jared Vanderbilt going to do? Coach John Calipari said he doesn't think Jared Vanderbilt's going to be playing in the opener against Davidson. They played very well without him in the SEC tournament, but I think for them to make a run. Uh, uh, Vanderbilt will have to be healthy. Obviously, that's hit or miss. I have Virginia going to the Final Four out of that bracket just because I think they, they've they earned that right. They've earned the, enough credit. To me, I'm, I'm tired of doubting them. So that's me coming out of that bracket. What are your thoughts when you look at the South region? Um, honest, honestly, Virginia's tough. Uh, like we've been saying, they're the overall number one seed for a reason. Um but Arizona, I mean, ever since the whole the whole 
ESPN report and and Coach Miller and paying a hundred thousand dollars for Aiton and and all this outside off the court noise, and it's it's kind of you might you know everyone has their own opinion and thoughts about that and college basketball has been kind of hit hard with all these scandals lately. Um, but like Arizona players have said in, in post-game interviews, and you've seen them on TV and, and on social media and stuff, saying that only made us grow together stronger. Yep. And ever since then, they've been playing lights out. Well, And, Alonzo- and if, the, if, the, if that continues, don't be surprised if Arizona – Reaches the Final Four. Oh, I could very easily see it. Arizona is so talented. And Alonzo Trier, of course, he supposedly failed a PED test, was declared ineligible the rest of the season, but then was reinstated on appeal. Once he came back, that makes Arizona really dangerous. Because without Trier, yeah. I'd think, uh, whatever. But you put Trier. You have, you have Trier, Aiton, and Coach Miller. Yeah. They're they're a top team. Yeah, And, they, and honestly, putting the NCAA committee, putting them in as a four, mm. um might have even added fuel to the fire because yeah. Arizona should have been a two or a three. I agree. And under them like that is just going to make them hungry even more. Um, yeah. So if, if you're a, for you and, and all the other Kentucky fans, you got to get past Davidson. I think they, yep. they can, but running into Arizona, that's, Ooh. that's, that's going to be De- tough. DeAndre Aiden is a special player. Y'all. I mean, that, that I, I don't know if I've ever seen a player in college basketball, that I just see, and I'm like, that guy I think could go be an all-star in the NBA right now. I yeah. mean, he's so yeah. good. Well, and he he is more ripped than some NBA players. Uh, Have you seen? He, oh, it's unreal. It is scary. Like at his sh- how his shoulders strong he is. His shoulders are the size of my car, and I'm like, dude, what in the like? What do you eat? Like, yeah. Do you, like it's terrifying. So I would, I would if if he if if I'm a defender and he's coming at me towards the basket, I'm just I like slide out of the way. Take a charge. Um, no, no, no <laughs> I, I I value life. So no, it's, yeah. It's so kind of, yeah. honestly, I, I and you've already filled out a bracket. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna wait a couple days and 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 do some research and and look more in depth at some teams. But if I had to fill out a bracket right now. Um, I would I would probably say Virginia or or Arizona Virginia, coming Arizona. out of coming out of the south. That's 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 good. I mean, I I think that's a good pick there. Uh, let's go to another area team, your favorite team, the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, they are in the East Region. They are the two seed in that region. They open up play with Cal State Fullerton, and assuming they get by that game, they oh will- dear God, let's hope the Boilermakers <laughs> don't screw it up somehow and, um, and lose to a 15 seed. I've seen too many weird things happen in this NCAA tournament, my friend. Uh, Cal State, they if they win that, they'll play the winner of Arkansas and Butler. I've a lot of people want to see a Purdue Butler matchup. I personally have Arkansas winning because I've seen Arkansas. Their guard plays excellent. They play such great defense. Not so much in Arkansas. I've seen some very very good talent, it, it, and it. For for fans from you know for people in the state of Indiana, you know you're used to Butler making that magical run in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, going to the national championship in 2012 and 2013. But it seems like every time you give Butler a chance in the NCAA tournament, they're going to make some noise. Mm-hmm. This year's different. Butler is you know and and it's you know they have a new coach with Laval Jordan. Who's done a great job? Uh, he's, yeah, he's he's done a great job, and they they have they have some players, you know, 
Keelan Martin is just incredible, but it I don't there I feel like there's something missing with this Butler team. I agree. You know, they're they're special, but they're not that magical Butler mm. team that we're used to in years past. So, yeah, you know, if if you're a, a fan, you know, if you live in the state of Indiana, you're hoping Butler can get past Arkansas. If they do, you have a rematch with Purdue. They played each other in the Crossroads Classic. Uh, a few months ago, Purdue won that game at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Um, but it, I, you know the NCAA tournament did that on purpose to oh. have to have a potential Purdue Butler matchup. It, that's going to be great. It's like two years ago when they put Kentucky and Indiana right under uh-huh. each other because you just know the NCAA is like, hey, I think yeah. yeah. For the record, as I told you, I'm hearing rumors that uh, Indiana Kentucky will be announcing a renewal of their rivalry over the summer. Possibility. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be really nice. It needs to happen. But uh, if you, I personally have Purdue going to the Elite Eight, um, but then I have them getting knocked out by Villanova because I think Villanova is still a very, very complete team. Trevon, not Trevon, blew it. Uh, he plays for Xavier. Uh, yeah. Still good, still good team yeah, as well. They're good. They're good too. No, but Jay Wright, you know, again, Villanova was a team for so many years. I underestimate. I underestimated. But then they win the national title and such a thrilling game over North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So now anymore, Villanova has shown they're the real deal. The Big East has become a very, very good conference. So it really, when I look at this, I'm thinking I just I've seen Purdue play enough, and, I, and as I've told you, and you and I have talked about Purdue multiple times. I think Purdue's problem is when they allow a team to run. That is where Purdue is in trouble because Purdue is not all that fast, and Carson right. Edwards has to be able to hit shots because when if he's not, if he's not hitting Purdue's in trouble yeah yeah absolutely and, and being a Purdue fan my entire life um there love coach painter yeah he's he's a fantastic coach uh I've met him he's a fantastic guy mm-hmm. uh, but it, there's something about Purdue and this is coming from a Purdue fan there's something about the Boilermakers in the NCAA tournament where it's just like yeah let's just let's just hope we can get to the sweet 16. You know, and you hear it from IU fans, all that, you know, banners, banners, yeah, whatever, whatever, You know what, they don't, they don't get the talk right now. So. Right. I, I mean, they haven't even won a banner in 30 years. About to so. say, they haven't won one in my in lifetime. My, yeah, in, in our lifetime, Purdue and IU, how many banners do uh, Purdue have? The same amount as IU in the last 30 years. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's a completely different. <laughs> but, you know, being a Purdue fan, it's like, yeah, shut up, IU fans. But then on the other side, it's like, yeah, we don't. Uh, let's be honest. We yeah. we don't have very much to to bring to the table because something there's something about my Boilermakers when you get into the NCAA tournament. It's just like, oh, please, dear God, let's just not lose to Cal State Fullerton. You know, uh, and I'm, and I'm, if only Swanigan had stuck around, man. Oh, uh, yeah, and he's been doing great things in the NBA too. I but, agree. Um, yeah, per, per, you, Purdue, if if they can. Let's let's hope they get past Cal State Fullerton. Uh, you know they get past Arkansas or Butler. You could be facing Texas Tech. You could be facing Saint Bond. Saint Bond Adventure if they, if they make a magical run. Florida. Yeah, Purdue. I mean, all everything is there. Everything is there for the Boilermakers to make a long run. But like you said, if they meet up with Villanova, and Purdue has come close to Villanova before, mm-hmm. um, 
but I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, if you ask me who's coming out of the East, it's, it's probably Nova. It's, it's got to be Nova. I, I tend to agree. You know, they, they're just a complete team. I, I don't see them doing very many things wrong, and they've earned that one seed. They're a team out that was been legit all year, regular season and tournament champions in the Big East. So I agree with you there. Purdue, I think they've had a great run. It'll be interesting to see what they do next year because they do lose a lot. Um, but, you know, hopefully Coach Painter, he's been there for long enough. I think he'll do well there. So that's the East region. Um, let's head to the Midwest region, which I think is one of the – That is the region of death that, this that, year. That is one of the most ridiculously hard regions I think I've ever seen. So the one seed is Kansas, and Kansas is a team I want to keep counting out. But yet without Azabuki, their starting center, they went in and just dominated the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. And so they're a team – I have them going to the Elite Eight. When I look at this, I, for the record, believe Rhode Island is going to defeat Oklahoma. Um, And Oklahoma, for the record, I don't think should be in the NCAA tournament. No, and I think think America – we can all agree on that um, with Mm -hmm. with how Oklahoma – Finished out the year, and, and you know you hear about the NCAA bracket committee, the selection committee, and they're like, well, you you look at a, an entire team and what they did as an entire season, not just what they did recently. But okay, let's look at the entire season of Oklahoma. I, I mean, they have an eighteen and thirteen record um, in the entire twenty eighteen calendar. So since January first, they have not won a game on the road at all. They have zero That's wins. Ridiculous on the road um i don't know there are some there are some national uh celebrity celebrities you know sports icons and and people in the media saying you know was it the ncaa tournament committee just wanting a star and trey young Mm -hmm. to make the ncaa tournament it was like well you could have said the same thing about lsu and ben simmons but they didn't. But they didn't in. make it last year. That so, is true. And it's it's not like one guy is going to bring in all. It's March Madness. You're going to yeah. have huge ratings no matter who is oh, in or yeah. who is out. Oh yeah. So you can't say that. And it's all about Trey Young. It. I, I don't think that's the case. But when you really try to figure out how in the world did you have Oklahoma over Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. who swept Kansas, swept Oklahoma, and won at West Virginia, and didn't they sweep Texas Tech? Or did they I think they split with Texas split Tech. With Texas yeah. Tech. Okay. Um, yeah, but inside their conference, they were great. Outside, and that's the reason why their RPI was 90, hmm. and that's the reason why they didn't get into the tournament. Right. Oklahoma State's non-conference schedule was weak. Yeah. Really it, weak. It, it and really I think was, that might yeah. be the reason why the tournament, or the, the selection committee didn't put Oklahoma State. I'm glad they didn't put it in St. Mary's. Yeah, Because speaking of yeah. weak schedules. Oh. They only played three quadrant one games all year long, and that's partly because you know the, the you're West, in the West the, Coast Conference. The, you have Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's, and that's it. Everyone else is San Francisco. To me, Gonzaga. Now, Gonzaga, they've made now twenty straight NCAA tournaments, nineteen straight under Coach Mark Few, who does just a terrific job there. But to me, I think if Gonzaga wants to start getting a little more respect, now last year they were a one seed, deservingly so, made a run to the national championship, gave North Carolina everything they wanted. Yeah. But to me, they remind me of Wichita State because one reason, yep. Wichita State had a good record last year, but if you remember last year, Wichita State was a ten seed, and Kentucky was a two. And Wichita State had a good team, 
but they put Wichita State with Kentucky in the second round, and Wichita State got bounced. And a lot of people are wondering, well, how's that fair to Wichita State? Well, it's because they're in the Missouri Valley Conference. So what did Wichita State right. do? They went and joined a tougher conference, which they did not win. And yeah, but they still performed yeah. really yeah. well in the yeah. American Athletic Conference. But, but now look at them; they have. I mean, they finished second overall, and then they got beaten in the semifinals of the tournament. Right. And then they look; they got four. They got they got a four seed because they they increased their talent level. So to me, if Gonzaga wants that number of respect, they've got, to, in my opinion, to play a different conference. Yeah. Join the Pac-12. I mean, to me, that'd be perfect yeah. for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Geographically, it makes sense. You you face tougher now. Granted, the Pac-12 was not good this year, but Pac-12 sounds better than WCC. True, true. Mm. Yeah. So, when I look at this bracket, though, I think Rhode Island's going to knock off Oklahoma. Uh, I think Rhode Island is very, very underappreciated. I think they're very good. Oklahoma, they've shown that it really had shown if you show, if you slow down Trey Young, you beat Oklahoma. Because everything runs through him, yeah. so I'm got I got Rhode Island there, but then running into Duke Duke Blue Devils, Marvin ba- Marvin Bagley is a stud, um, Trayvon Duvall, Gary Trent. As much as I hate Grayson Allen, he is tough. But then you got Wendell Carter. His butt is tough. His hip is tough. <laughs> I mean, seriously, why in the world would he think it's okay to get away with that? He knows he is well, going to be watched so yeah closely. And I've I've had multiple conversations with people about that quickly about about Grayson Allen. Yeah. That little hip check the yeah. other the other day uh, yeah. was just a, a, a common foul because it was Grayson Allen. That's why it was a flagrant foul. Yeah, because they're like because he has a history of mm-hmm. just being a little punk. Well, and <laughs> it, it's it's like when you it's like if you get arrested for a misdemeanor. If you have a previous criminal history, you're going to get a tougher penalty. If you don't have a criminal history, they're going to say, "Okay, slap you on the wrist, stay out of trouble for a while." Take it from experience. Um, just saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, continuing on with the Midwest Conference, um, you look at um, – I have Syracuse beating TCU in the first-round game just because I'm not sold on TCU. TCU's had some impressive games, but I'm going to trust Jim Beheim because something about so him – you got Q's beating Arizona State in the play-in? Yes, I do. Okay. I have Q's beating them in the play-in. Um, and I have Syracuse then knocking off TCU because, to me, when I look – Jim Beheim, there's something about him. When he is an underdog in the NCAA tournament, he has performed very well. And TCU, I'm not completely sold on. They have shown inconsistencies. Now, Jamie Dixon has done a fabulous job since he took the job there. And I think he deserves a lot of credit, but I'm just not sold on them because I've seen games where they look really good, but then I've seen games when they played Oklahoma. They look terrible. And I saw them play at home against Kansas and just did not look sharp at all. Now, given Kansas is very good, but then I see games when they play uh, West Virginia, they look great. So, I'm, I, but I'm, I'm not sold on it. I'm going to go Syracuse there just because I trust Jim Beheim And that zone defense, you and I both know, Rob, is always very tough. Yeah. Um, but then I have them running into Michigan State. To me, Michigan State, I think when they put their game together, is the best team in college basketball. Uh, Miles Bridges um, is so good. Jackson, I think, is going to be a top pick in the NBA draft as well. I think when I look at this, as far as people playing their own, for the record, that Sweet 16 matchup between Michigan State and Duke, that could be something special. Oh, yeah. Like we said, this is the region of death where you have Kansas, you have Duke, you have Michigan State. uh, Between those three teams and those three coaches, Bill Self and Tom Izzo and, and Coach K, uh, twenty-one Final Fours, seven national titles. Yeah, there. Yeah, you put them all in that in that region. Uh, if if you're everybody else in that in that region, you're thinking, 
why, how, how did this happen? Yeah. Auburn has a four. I don't think Auburn has a single chance of no, getting a no out I, of that out I, of that region. I, I actually I have Auburn beating College of Charlestown. I actually have New Mexico State beating Auburn. I have New Mexico State going to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I'm I'm not sold on Auburn, and I'm not sold on Clemson. Clemson being the five seed in that region. Well, and you also got to remember about Auburn. Macklemore, their starting big guy, is out, and ever since he went down, Auburn has struggled. You look at what they did against Alabama in the SEC tournament. Alabama ran them off the floor. Yeah, and I mean now, given Colin Sexton is a stud, but you know, Auburn has just ever since Macklemore went down. Now Bruce Pearl's done a great job there. But when you when I see Auburn without Macklemore, I'm just not sold on them. I haven't beaten Charlestown just because I did see Charlestown and they're fun to watch, but I, I their their guard play is just not as good as Auburn and Auburn does have good guard play. But then I think New Mexico State's gonna pull off the upset. Here's here's the one thing, and I know you filled out your bracket, you have Michigan State winning the whole thing. Yes, sir, I do. I I'm scared for Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State, and even Michigan. Mm-hmm. It hurts the Big Ten. They were the Big Ten, they so badly wanted to play in Madison Square Garden. They so badly wanted to be in New York City, which makes absolutely zero sense no. whatsoever. Just to accommodate Rutgers, really? Hey. The team that finishes last in every single sport in your conference was the stupidest thing ever. But because of that, they had their conference tournament a week early. So if you think about Michigan State, uh, they're going to be playing on Friday. Purdue plays on Friday. Ohio State plays Thursday in their opening round game. And Michigan plays on Thursday in their opening round game. Either way, these Big Ten teams, the four Big Ten teams that made the NCAA tournament, have gone more than a week since playing almost two weeks mm-hmm. until playing their first round, or their first game of the NCAA tournament. When when you have a team like Michigan State who is getting hot, Michigan who always makes a run in the Big Ten tournament and always makes a good run in the NCAA tournament of years past, mm-hmm. they've been hot, but they've cooled off for two weeks. Right. And I'm 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 scared. I'm I'm very curious to see how they perform. Having a two almost a two week break from their conference tournament to the NCAA tournament, and that's what scares me about Michigan State, especially when you're in a region with Kansas and Duke. I I do agree, and you know, especially Kansas because Kansas has a lot of momentum uh, coming in, you know, off the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, Duke, you know, obviously they got beaten the semifinals of theirs. Uh, Michigan, who we're going to talk about in the West region, they won the Big Ten tournament, and I said watching that, I'm like, this team looks unbelievable. But then, like you said, it's it's a long time since they last played, so it does make you wonder. There's it can go one of two ways. You could say, well, the momentum's dead; they're going to be rusty, or they're going to be rested up. They're going to be healthy. They're going to have time to because if I'm the head coach and I see how much time I have left, I give them a few days off. Like, hey, go rest because we got time to kill before we get started. So it's something to think about there. So if you ask me, though, out of the Midwest, I have Michigan State winning the national championship. I have them beating Virginia. Just because, to me, I'm talking about when I see a team put it all together, and I think Michigan State, they've been so close so many years. I think this is a year Michigan State will well, do and, it. And that's the thing. They have to put it all together, mm-hmm. not just for one game, for the whole but for the whole tournament. Yeah. And there have been moments where Michigan State has had those you know, in-game moments where they, they look – they look amazing, and then and then something happens with like ten minutes to go. They get they get you know they get comfortable. They're up by uh, a, a big margin. Something in the game where 
they kind of let off the gas. And it's yeah. happened multiple times. So for Michigan State, in your case, if you have the Spartans winning the whole thing, they're going to have to have their foot on the gas pedal all game, every game, to make I – don't, I don't know if – even with Bridges, I don't know if Michigan State could do that. Granted, I still don't know who's going to win. Right. I have, right. I have, I have no idea who's going to well, win this year. Well, we've made it through three of the four regions. Let's get to the fourth region. Uh, the West region, which is a pretty good region. Xavier is the one seed. North Carolina, the defending national champions, they are the two seed. They're Michigan, the three seed. I have Michigan uh, coming out of this region, going to the final four. But there's, I think, a, some and then gr- Gonzaga four, Ohio State five. Yeah, see, and that is going to be a great game. I have Ohio State winning that game. Between Houston is a six. Houston can make some noise, too. I agree. Houston looked very, very good against Cincinnati in the American final. And uh, Kelvin Sampson, you could say whatever about his past. He has done a great job at Houston. He really, really has. Texas A&M, that is a team that is so underrated. But they are the most inconsistent team I have seen in college basketball because they have games where they look unreal. They were the SEC favorite this year. And they struggled all year long. Now, given they had injuries, suspension, but when they put it together, they are damn tough. So watch out. A&M could make noise. Unfortunately for A&M, they're going to have to run into North Carolina in the second round. Probably. Well, I was going to say they, they have to play Providence? Coach Ed Cooley in Providence, who made a good run in the Big East tournament. Don't be, Providence can knock them off oh, in the first uh, round. I, I, I'm with you there. A team, a game I'm kind of was wondering about and something I'm curious about, uh, Jay, I heard Jay Williams say this. He, does, he thinks Missouri is going to knock off Xavier because he thinks – Remember, Michael Porter is now back from Missouri, but we don't know much about Michael Porter. I saw him a little bit in the SEC tournament, and he looked okay. But now, given I was going to say, even with Michael Porter back, at well, and you also beating gotta, Xavier. Well, you also got to remember Barnett, one of their starters, is suspended because of a DUI. So that is going to hurt them. I, I yeah, I yeah, I, don't I have know. them beating Florida State just because I don't believe in Florida State. The last time I saw Florida State, they were going to be getting the living hell beat out of them by Louisville. So I'm going to pick Missouri there just because I think Missouri has seen better talent. Mm-hmm. and But I don't have them beating Xavier. Trevon Blewett is a stud, and Chris Mack has just done such a fabulous job at Xavier. So I'm going Xavier. I, I think this might this this might be the year Xavier makes a lot of noise in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. I would not. They look Ooh. so strong. I mean, they slipped up a little bit in the Big East tournament, but still, like you said, you have Trevon Blewett, who cool. one of the best players in the entire nation. Oh, he's a stud. I mean, oh, I have them. Yeah. I have them meeting Michigan, the Elite Eight. I mean, and I and Ohio State, Gonzaga. I have Ohio State over Gonzaga, and the reason I'm doing this is because I think Ohio State. They have seen better talent. They're more equipped. I, I'm going Ohio State because to me, I'm not sold on Gonzaga. I'm just not. Yeah, uh, I I I don't know about. I mean, when you compare Ohio State Gonzaga, of course Ohio State has seen better talent because Gonzaga's, like we mentioned before in the West Coast Conference, mm-hmm. and they, you know, lost San Francisco. Did they really this year? Yeah. Oh, do, wow. you, do you even know San Francisco, the college, do you even know what they are, like their mascot? I know they've won two national titles when Bill Russell was there. That's about all I know about them. Yeah. Back in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know San Francisco. Uh, okay, okay. So anyway, that's, that's my point is, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ohio State has seen better teams than Gonzaga, but – you also have Ohio State coming out of a Big Ten, which I think we can all, all agree, and I'm a Big Ten guy, obviously. The Big Ten was not good this no, year. No, it was very you not had, good. You had Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan, Ohio State. 
Penn State because they beat Ohio State three times. And then didn't make the tournament. Nebraska was 13 and 5 in the conference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I mean but I mean it was very you have those top 4 teams and after that that's it's a complete another yeah. level after you get through those. So I'm going Ohio State there just cuz I'm not I, as I think that so- would be yeah, I again that's one of those matchups, potential matchups where it's like, man, I I don't know who to pick cuz we've been bashing the WCC but still Gonzaga is still a, a good team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And going up against uh Ohio State, that that should be a good matchup for a spot in the Sweet 16. Uh Xavier coming out of the West or or North Carolina, Mich- like we said Michigan, Houston could could make mm. a run and and somehow beat Michigan in in the round of 32. Uh, that, that's let, a, that's let, a good region too. Let me ask you this, of all the teams on here, What's the one shocking team you think could make a run? Um, wow, that's that's tough. Um, it's tough to I, just pick one, yeah. Would you say Arizona would be a surprise because they're a four seed? Maybe because they're a four seed. The team, I'm, I'm going to say – I was going to say Houston, I think, is a team that I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, I think that's a team that could make a lot of noise. Um, I also think, watch out, I think Rhode Island, if they get past Duke, could maybe make yeah. some noise. So A, a, a better question to, to add, a, a, a team that could surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, could, I could agree with Houston. Teams that could win it all. Like oh. we like we said uh, at the start of the podcast, uh, how long do this we have? year? Yeah, this year, this is the first time in a long time where, for me and a, a person that that holds a, a bracket challenge every year, mm-hmm. y- usually every year you'll have North Carolina, Duke, Villanova, Michigan State. Those will be the popular picks. Mm-hmm. This year, the field is so wide open. Which makes it I, fun. Just, just looking down the line, Villa, Virginia could win it all. Arizona could win it all. Who knows? Cincinnati could make a run. Xavier. Mm-hmm. Tennessee. Gonzaga. Tennessee. Houston. Michigan. North Carolina. Nova. Uh, you know, Wichita State is a four seed. Could make some noise over there in the east. West Virginia, I think, could. Yeah. Uh, Purdue. Kansas. Michigan State. Duke. Uh, there are so many different teams that could could win it all. It, it, like I said, this is going to be so much fun to watch over the next few weeks, especially especially this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with the first two rounds. That's going to say a lot because there there's potential for so many upsets. Mm-hmm. But normally when you fill out a bracket, it's usually, okay, pick a few upsets in the first two rounds. But then you finally go back to your powerhouses when it comes to the Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four. Not that this, this year. <laughs> this year, you could have some of those powerhouses, you know, North Carolina, Duke, Michigan State, not even be in the Sweet 16. Right. You know, they could win it all or they could lose in, in the Sweet 16 because of another good team that could win it all. There, it's just so wide open this year. And like I said, you filled out your bracket. You got Michigan State over Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You could have you could have had this podcast Wednesday night and ask me, hey, who do you have? And I'll still not know. <laughs> I I would still have I have no freaking clue. Well, it's going to be a fun uh, thing. Is there anything else about the bracket you want to say before we get to our final segment? Um, 
Oklahoma should not have been in. I agree. Um, Syracuse should not have been in. But I'm really glad the the committee was not stupid enough to let someone like St. Mary's in. I agree. I'm excited for it, Rob, and uh, I think we're going to start. First four starts Tuesday and Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, both the first four games are on True TV. I believe on Direct TV. That is channel I think 246. I believe on Direct TV. Um, so for those that are listening to that, if you have Dish Network, well, I don't have that. So look it up yourself. <laughs> uh, and then first and first round games start Thursday and Friday, which and is live. Uh, and I know, looking just glancing at the yeah. schedule, I know the very first game Thursday. Yeah. At twelve fifteen p.m. Yeah. Eastern Daylight Time, mm-hmm. Rhode Island against Oklahoma. Oh, that's the very yeah. first game on Thursday. I'm so e- have fun with that. I'm excited. Thursday and Friday, the best two days of sports, in my opinion. All right time for our final segment this is called jay bears quota what i do here is i have uh whenever i have a guest on the show i ask them just some personal questions that way our listeners now given a lot of my listeners probably know who rob is he's been in the community long enough and uh, of course uh being a public address announcer at madison and at hanover college many people know who he is but maybe get to know him a little bit more all right uh just some questions you don't have to answer them if you don't know we'll move on uh, <laughs> okay. all right secret talent my secret talent mm-hmm uh man i don't i don't know if i have a secret talent i had to say you're kind of an open book yeah i i, I think everyone knows my talents I don't, okay i don't I, know if i have a secret talent i my, mine i t- my fallback was always well i'm i guess i'm an okay soccer referee but people know that or they <laughs> or they just don't like my roughing at all uh favorite beer uh sun king really yeah Okay. Straight out of Indianapolis. That's oh. a very, very good beer. Yeah. Favorite alcoholic drink other than beer? Um, could go for a margarita every once in a while. Ooh. That's always good. Salt or no salt? Uh, definitely salt. Salt, frozen or on the rocks? Uh, frozen. You're, you're when, when I go to a Mexican restaurant with my girlfriend, she always does on the rocks, and it's I, I don't know. I've my, always been a frozen guy. My, whenever, whenever uh, my my family and I go to Tapatillos, my parents always split a frozen margarita, mm. and uh, it, it, it's great. I'm an on the rocks person myself, just because I, I feel frozen's too much like a slushy. So I, I think I, that might be why I like okay, it. Okay, see, I'm yeah. not a huge slushy fan, so that that's why yeah. I'm going on the rocks. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh man, um. To to be invisible, ooh, I like that. Where I I know some a lot of people are like I I wish I could hear other people's thoughts. I would not want no that no at all. no I would not want that at no. all. No, and I wouldn't want to be able to look into the future either. No, I agree. No. I, I I I I don't want to know. Like those those things online when you like test it and say find out when you're gonna die. I'm like no no <laughs> no no. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah no. no uh, being invisible that'd be kind of uh, heat vision for me. Ooh. Heat vision. I like I want heat vision. Um guilty pleasure. <laughs> uh as as in in what well, way? Well, what do you, what do you mean well, by well, that? Well, like is there like kind of a uh, something that gets me no matter what? Uh, no, no no, what I mean by guilty pleasure is like do you have like <laughs> a, a, like a favorite a candy that you munch on a lot or do you have a you know something you do at the house that like maybe you did as a kid and you still haven't outgrown it yet stuff like that. Oh, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I Reese's peanut butter cups. Ooh, Reese's. Yeah, those are good for me. It's one of two things, either gummy bears or playing my PlayStation four. I still love playing my PlayStation. Right. I still love playing my PS four. Um, biggest pet peeve. 
uh, when uh, people drive slow in the left lane. Oh my oh. gosh! I I I, uh, I I usually don't get horrible bad road rage, but if you're on the interstate and you're driving seventy or slower, even seventy five or slower in the left lane, and there's no one in the right lane, and you don't get over. I'm gonna run your ass. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if there's a semi or like if you're get if they're getting ready to pass the semi, that's fine. But yeah, no, no, no. yeah. If if you're in the left lane and there's nobody in the right lane and you don't move over, oh yeah, that's fucking I, yeah, infuriating. Yeah, I can't stand that. It, no, I, I I'm I'm with you there. Um, and actually, Indiana they recently passed a law that you could be ticketed for that, but I don't yeah. know how strongly that's enforced. Uh, biggest regret in your life, if you have one. That's it's a loaded question. Uh, yeah, yikes! <laughs> I was not ready for that one. Um, biggest regret in life, man. I don't know if I could answer that off the top of my head. That's all right. Go. I'd have to think about I'd that. Say, one. There are some of these that have like when I did this with Taylor a couple weeks ago. There were a couple he he kind of stood there for a minute, and then after the podcast was over, he came up to me. He's like, dude, I remember what mine was going to be now. <laughs> so that happened. Yeah, that's – oh, man. I That threw me off guard. I don't know. Okay. Biggest regret in life. I, okay. I'll have to think about that. Okay. Your personal favorite sports memory from something that you were personally impar- a part of. That I was personally a part of? Yes, in any such capacity. Um, Player, coach, manager, announcer, I don't care. Uh, probably, um, broadcasting, uh, a state championship for basketball. Um, yeah. When, when my high school went to the, went to the state championship, it was the year after I graduated high school. I was, I was part of the broadcast crew. Oh, that was, okay. that was pretty awesome. That is, that is cool. Did yeah. you, did your team win? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. They lost. They lost in the state championship, but still being part of it was pretty cool. Um, I guess I could also say being a part. I was the PA. My very first PA announcing gig. I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. um, and I was the PA announcer for my high school baseball team, mm-hmm. and that was the year they had uh, Jared Parker, who uh, was a major league baseball pitcher. A few other guys that that went on and and played. They went thirty five and zero, won the three A state championship. Oh wow, so that's was, awesome! That was my first ever PA announcing gig, and I got to, to PA announce some some legendary players that year. So that was cool. Mine is being a part of two conference championships with Hanover women. Um, mm-hmm. Just because you know, probably the biggest one when I was an assistant coach. Just because Transy was undefeated. No one had been close to them all year, and we went in on their home court after our best player had quit the team. It, it was a special moment. It really, really was. Hopefully, we'll see some more moments with the men and the women in the years to come. Uh, favorite sports moment from one of your favorite teams? Why do I feel I know what this one's going to be? Oh, you already know this yeah, one. Yeah, I had to say. You I, already know this one. Yeah. Uh, but tell I the was, audience anyway. I was, I was 11 years old. I was in the basement of of our our family home. It was me and my dad. We stayed up late and we got to watch our Boston Red Sox break the curse and win the World Series in 2004. My mom, I I I, I remember this so clear. My mom was asleep, my little brother was asleep, but my dad and I stayed up to watch it. And uh when when they when they won, uh, let's just say we we woke up my mom from from yelling <laughs> so loud. But uh, yeah, watching the Red Sox uh, break the curse in '04 was definitely my 
favorite moment ever watching sports. That one's actually I, – I knew that was coming in when I asked Taylor the same question a couple of weeks ago. Taylor's a big Red Sox fan. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah, oh, ta- nice. yeah Taylor's a big Red Sox fan. So, yeah. Taylor, if you're listening to this, you got a buddy here. Um, and uh, it, I, I knew what the answer was going to be as soon as I asked him. But, yeah. you know, I, I it's hard for me to pick one of mine because I've seen so many of my favorite teams win, Kentucky, San Antonio, Colts. It's tough to pick just one. So – yeah, when when you're a when you're a fan of of a team that hasn't won anything, and yeah. and that's the thing is some people ask me why I'm a re- you know I I have grown up and lived in Indiana my whole life. How in the world are you a Red Sox fan? My dad raised me. He sure. he he was a big Wade Boggs fan when he was growing up. Oh. so he he has always been a Red Sox fan. Um, so he raised me so. People like when when people ask me, they're like, "So if you like if you like the Red Sox, do you like the Patriots? You better not like the New England Patriots." I'm like, "No, no, no! <laughs> I, I absolutely hate the Patriots. I'm still a Colts fan." Okay, yeah, well, but, well, that's fine then. Yeah, no, just my baseball team is I, from Boston. I, that's it. I gotta say, I don't dislike the Red Sox. Um, sports team or teams that make you ill to see succeed. I think you should know this one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so why don't you tell our audience anyway? New, New York Yankees, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm a I'm a big Purdue fan, so so whenever I have to deal with IU fans, uh, that's I've gotten into so many different social media, Facebook and Twitter arguments with I I've had to block people on Facebook uh, because they're IU fans. My, my dad is a Purdue fan, and which is odd because my older brother pretty much shoved UK down my throat. That's how I became a UK fan because Tony Delk was his favorite player from the '96 title team, and. My dad hates IU with a burning passion and became a Purdue fan simply because growing up, and my dad's from Madison, he grew up and he said IU fans were the biggest dumbasses he ever saw. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm not saying all my friends are. Like, I have plenty of good IU fan friends. It's just, and some not so good. But my dad grew up with all of them and he it just made him hate IU that much. Yeah. And and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm a Purdue fan is, you know, I'm not I'm not from West Lafayette or anything. Mm-hmm. Another thing is my dad raised me as a Red Sox fan. My dad grew up as a Purdue fan and I remember when I was younger I asked my dad, I was like, Why why Purdue? And he said, Growing up, everyone in the state of Indiana loved IU. So he just wanted to root for the other team. <laughs> so he just he just started becoming a Purdue fan, and, and he raised me as a Purdue fan. So yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way. Um, something that we should be paying more attention to. Just in general? Just as a society. In yeah. in life? Yeah. Um, save the whales. Save the whales. Ooh, I like that. Uh, if you could go back in time and talk with anyone, who would it be? Ooh. Um, wow. Babe Ruth. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. For me, it's someone that actually passed away in the early 2000s, but I think it's someone that really the world could need right now with as kind of divisive as our times are, Mr. Rogers. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, just because you look at him, he was such a good human being, and, like, he was a genuine, genuine human being, and just someone that, you know, you hear stories about people that met him, and he's somebody that I'm just like, I would have loved to have met him. Like, he's someone that just – and I grew up watching him. You know, it's one of those things that just really makes you think. I'd love to go back and talk to him. What current what current television show would you want to star on or host? Ooh, uh, I w- I've always wanted to to be. I, I've always been a big fan of Big Brother. I've Ooh. always wanted to be a, a contestant on Big Brother. I think 
the challenges would be would be kind of difficult. I'm not I'm not the most athletic person, right? But I'm a very social person, sure. so I think I could play the social game. See, that's why I could maybe do Big Brother, but Survivor, uh, no, I'd be fucked <laughs> if I did Survivor. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Um, for me, it'd be ESPN First Take, just because I'm for two hours a day talking sports. That'd be awesome. Um, something on your bucket list. Um. Wow. Um, taking uh, batting practice at Fenway has Ooh. always mm-hmm. has always been something I've always wanted to do. And final question: proudest moment of your life? Um. Wow. I I don't know if I have one moment, one proud moment. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I feel like most people would say, you know, when I married my sweetheart or, what, you know, I had yeah. my first kid. Obviously, I'm not there yet. Um, gosh, I don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not the type of person that, you know, I I like to brag or, you mm-hmm. know, it's, I, I don't I don't know if there's one moment I'm super proud of. I don't, sure. know. I don't know. Well. That's all right. It's that's there's tough questions in there. Uh, before we wrap it up, let's say something real quick. Congratulations, because you and I got to see this team multiple times this year. Congratulations to the Southwestern Rebels on an outstanding year. Um, yeah, th- they they were incredible this year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, twenty four and three. Um, faced a, a an Austin team that just got really hot in the postseason. They already knocked off a couple ranked teams and. Uh, you know, nothing to hang your head about no. at all. No. Really good season for Southwestern, and and the thing is, is you return most of your team next year. Yeah, you you lose Caleb and you lose Coleman, and Coleman had the game of his life. And of course, I love Coleman. I love that family, uh, the whole Jones family. And I felt terrible for him seeing him. You know, really emotional after the game was really hard on me because I remember when he was in junior high when I because I I was started working with Hanover Women and he was still in junior high, and I've seen him grow up so much. But uh, I was so proud of him. He played such a great game to close out his career. But Coach Baumholtz got that team clicking. And I really do think all – when I look at all the teams, Southwestern I think will be the best team in the area next year. But when I look at all the teams, I think next year could be an exciting year for high school basketball in our area. I really do. Yeah. I- I'm-, I'm excited for it. I really am. Well, my good sir, this has been fun, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. And like I said, it, this this March Madness is going to be insane. I Absolutely am- insane. Um. They can follow you on Twitter if you want uh, updates for March Madness. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Rob Conant one mm-hmm. And then uh, with my bracket challenge, I have a Twitter account that I'll be posting updates. It's Rob's Brackets 18. Rob's Brackets 18. So there you follow it. So good, sir. Until next time. And hopefully I'll be able to do as well in your bracket challenge as I did last year. <laughs> so, hey, I finished in the top 20 last year. I consider that's, that a miracle. Yeah. So – Good buddy. Thanks very much for coming in. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much to Rob Connett for joining me on this week's podcast. As far as what I'll be doing my next one, I don't know. With March Madness kind of going on, a lot of crazy times uh, here, um, but I will definitely be having another one up very, very soon. So, again, thanks to Rob. And until next time, you've been listening to J Bear Broadcast, the special March Madness edition. You're a strange animal.